Hey guys, just before we get started, I wanted to kind of put a swear warning because I realize I do in fact swear a lot and I just kind of want to make sure if any kitties are listening that uh, you should probably stop now if unless you're a mature child. And also I'd like to say, uh, sorry mom, <laughs> let's get started with the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to the Long May She Rain podcast. I'm Aiden, I'm your host for this podcast. So, I hope everyone's uh, week is going well. In Aiden news, Aiden is stressed out this week, but that's not new, because as you know, Aiden is stressed out every week. So, um, obviously, uh, summer summer has technically started for students, um, and uh, this is my last summer before I finally go back to school. Actually, today is the one-year anniversary of uh me graduating June 27th when this goes up it'll be the 28th but still um and I'm really stressed because uh there the school I'm going to uh, is in another province and the problem with that is they have less cases and they obviously don't want people the the province with more cases coming in to their province uh so that's very difficult. My parents are both like, oh, calm down. Just like, we'll, we'll, we'll form a plan, but later. And I'm just like, no, I need to know now. My anxiety is like, no, I need to worry now. I need to know the plan now. So I'm having a bit of a difficulty with that, but I'm hoping that, uh, that'll work out. Also, I have a, I have a flight that I booked all the way back in, like, the start of January, uh, to come back home for Christmas, but the problem with that is if I'm forced to stay here for my first semester, then my flight is useless because I'm already here, but if I go there and I can't come back, then my flight is also useless and I will have wasted $300 that I could have been using towards my education on a flight I won't even get on. So, that sucks. Alright, enough with my uh, very stressful life. Uh, Let's get on to the topic at hand. Today we're discussing Pirate Queen and Bonnie. Now, the first time I ever heard about Anne Bonnie was uh, from a little game called Uncharted 4. Now, I had never played any any of the Uncharted games. I didn't know anything about the Uncharted series. Uh, But I only started watching it because my favorite YouTuber, Jacksepticeye, uh, a couple years ago when the game first came out, he did a whole Let's Play on it. And uh, in that game, uh, there's... I don't want to spoil it too much if any of you guys are even interested in video games. But uh, Anne Bonnie is mentioned in it. Uh, it's not exactly real history, it's obviously, like, alternative, like, treasure hunting history, if you know anything about the Uncharted games, and Anne Bonnie was mentioned in it, so I, uh, did some research, got really interested in her, and I decided for, uh, the last episode of Pride Month, she'd be a very appropriate topic because of the possibility that she might have had a, a female lover, and that she might have been a lesbian pirate, and lesbian pirates are fun, so, uh, that's why I decided to do her for this week. I hope you guys are excited. Uh, let's get started. Alright, so Anne Bonny was born most likely uh, in 1697, or she might have been born in 1701. She definitely wasn't born after 1701. So it's somewhere in that area, but we're going to go with 1697, because that seems like a good year 
to, to give her. Now, she was actually born Anne Cormac. Uh, Anne Bonnie is actually her married name, if you didn't know that. I didn't know that when I researched her. I thought she was born Anne Bonnie. And she was born in, most likely, in Cork County, Ireland in 1697. Now, most of what we know about her birthday comes from a few offhand sources, like a general history of pirates, but the problem with that book is that uh, we actually don't even know the real identity of the person who wrote it, so that makes that documentation a little muddled. I found a few documents uh, that put her birthday as March 8th, 1697, and her being born on March 8th would make her a Pisces, and we all know I love astrology around here, so uh, let's talk about that. Now, if if that's the case that she was born on March 8th and she's a Pisces, I don't really think she fits the traits of a Pisces. Uh, I know, obviously, not all people fit uh, their astrology traits, but um, I do, and a lot of people I know, but uh, Anne doesn't. So, for one thing, Pisces are very caring and selfless people. I don't really think that fits Anne. Now, I'm sure she probably cared about a few select people, like her father. Uh, But I honestly think Anne was a bit too ambitious and reckless uh, to be uh, selfless and caring. But, you know, Pisces is a water sign. They're similar to fish. And she was a pirate, so I guess that works. So instead of putting her in an astrology category, let's give her a Hogwarts house. And I, as the uh, resident sorting hat, I'm going to put her in Slytherin because I think she's a textbook Slytherin. And Slytherins are some of my favorite people. My best friend is a Slytherin. Um, I also want to put up a disclaimer. For this episode, because Anne's life is not well documented, as I've uh, already mentioned, we're going to be doing a lot of guessing this episode. It's going to be real fun. Now, let's talk about Anne's childhood, because that is a very good place to start. Now, Anne was actually the result of an affair, a very scandalous affair, between her father, who was this guy named William Cormack, who was a successful lawyer, and her mother was actually the Cormack family's house servant, and her name was Mary Brennan. Brennan? Brennan. I'm pretty sure it's Mary Brennan. Now, the thing was, Anne's father was not single at the time. He was married. don't know his wife's name. I looked everywhere for it. I literally could not find it anywhere. But here's how the story goes. So, the story goes that um, William's wife grew suspicious and accused Mary's mother, sorry, no, Anne's mother, of stealing spoons. Uh, Anne's mother ended up in jail, but the courts ended up learning that she was pregnant and she was released and she gave birth to Anne after that. But the wife didn't know that uh, Mary was pregnant. Uh, But what she did realize was that her husband was screwing around with the house servant, but she didn't know that they had a child. And she was so pissed about her husband screwing around that she made sure his name was dragged through the mud in Ireland. She made sure that he would never, ever practice law in Ireland ever again. Like I said, she had no idea Anne existed, and she probably would have made the humiliation ten times worse if she knew that he had had an illegitimate child with this maid she didn't really like. So, William, in a flight of wisdom, decided to get the fuck out of Dodge and move to London to get away from his wife. 
and her family. Apparently, her family was very annoying. He also took Anne with him because he had actually grown incredibly fond of his daughter. He dressed her as a boy and told people that he had taken in a child of one of his relatives, and he trained her as a law clerk. I'm sorry. Uh, This worked for a bit until it didn't, and Anne's parentage was discovered, as well as her gender. So, uh, realizing that William's name would get dragged through the mud again, William decided, uh, to be smart and get the fuck out of Dodge again, so he decided to pack up Anne and Mary, and they moved all the way across the sea to Charleston, South Carolina, in what the American colonies were at the time. Obviously, America doesn't exist yet, and it won't exist for another good, what, like, 80 or 90 years? Yeah. Alright, so, at the time of Anne actually moving to Charleston, Charleston was poppin'. I mean, oh my god, it was a great new colony to move to. If you wanted to get away from Europe, this was a great place to do it. It was a bustling English colony with trade. It was actually named after Charles II uh, of England, I believe. I believe that's the Charles it was named after. And it was a pretty rich place, but the problem with it, it was also subject to a lot of attacks from the Spanish and the French, because they were kind of a little bit jelly. Um, It was subject to attack so much that they actually had to build defenses around the place. And also, for some reason, Charleston, South Carolina was like a place that, like, Blackbeard liked a lot. And it was subject to a lot of pirates' attacks, actually, at one point, uh, like, years and years after... uh, and moved there, uh, the place got taken over by pirates for a whole week, which must have sucked for everyone living there, because they thought, oh crap, we're going to be ruled by pirates now. Now, at first, Anne's family had a bit of a rough start in their new home, but Anne's father's knowledge of law and the ability to buy and sell goods eventually financed the townhouse for the family, and eventually they bought a plantation just out of town that the family would all eventually live in. Now, that probably means Anne grew up around slaves. I can't imagine that William would have bought a a plantation where slaves weren't, uh, so that sucks. Um, now, all was going well with, uh, the family until, unfortunately, Anne's mother passed away. Now, I'm not quite sure what she died of. I saw several causes of death, uh, but the most common one I saw was typhoid. Uh, but to be fair, it could have been anything from an illness like typhoid to a childbirth because everyone just died so often back then, so we don't really know, uh, what's going on there. And we also don't really know how Anne took it. I mean, it seems that her and her family were pretty tight-knit. I mean, it was just the three of them, so they were probably relatively tight-knit. Now, Anne was probably about 14 years old when her mother died, and as if being 14 isn't hard enough, uh, losing your mother at some such a young age must have seriously affected her and probably gave her some mommy issues. And I think this is evident in what I'm about to tell you. Now, obviously, Anne's childhood isn't very well documented, but we do have some stories. How true they are, I don't know, but they're fun. So... She started to get a little bit rebellious after her mother died. Now, Anne was a really pretty girl, from what we're told, with red hair and a fiery temper. Now... It's very likely she had a pretty decent education growing up with her father being a merchant and a lawyer and all that, but we don't really have a copy and a list of how she would have been educated, but we can definitely guess based on her social status that she would have been able to read and write, and since her father probably wanted her to marry respectably, she was considered probably very middle class as a merchant's daughter. 
Uh, she probably would have also been taught how to manage a household, which is actually what she started to do when her mother died, as her mother wasn't there to manage the household anymore. Um, I actually read a few stories that she didn't like education very much, and she skipped school a lot, so that's funny. Now, let's talk about what Anne got up to as a teenager after her mom died with her mommy issues. Now, there's one story that she apparently murdered one of the house servants that she had with a knife. Do I know why she murdered that house servant? No. <laughs> uh, apparently, there's also another story uh, that she beat up a suitor of hers for trying to rape her, and she put her him in hospital for several weeks. So that's fun. Um, and it kind of sounds right for what we know about her personality. Now, William... Oh, poor, poor Papa William. Very much disapproved of his daughter's rebellious ways. And there were endless rumors about her carousing. Why did I use that word? That's such a dumb word. I can't pronounce that. Uh, gallivanting? Yeah. She was gallivanting in local taverns, sleeping with fishermen and drunks, and it was damaging his business. And he did not want to start all over again. He already had to deal with his bitchy wife, alright? And, but this one thing that she did was the final straw for him. And what was this thing, you ask? Oh, it was just Anne's obsession with this poor pirate named James Bonney. Now, Anne fell head over fucking heels for James Bonney. But the problem with him was, he was a poor nobody and a pirate. So Papa Willie was like, Anne, don't you dare marry him. And Anne was like, yeah, I'm going to do exactly what you told me not to do, and I'm going to marry him right now. And then they got married. Uh, the thing about James was that he definitely did not marry Anne for love. Anne was William's only child, and she was the heir to her father's plantation estate and his merchant business. And James definitely knew she was going to inherit all that if he married her, and that he'd get control over it, and he wouldn't be poor anymore. But Papa Willie pulled up an Uno reverse card out and disinherited Anne, and now James was sort of stuck with Anne now. Now, I read the story uh, that Anne apparently set fire to her father's rice fields for this, because uh, apparently there's this uh, document that says that... I'm sorry. Uh, around this time that uh, William's... Um, Rice fields were set on fire. I don't know if Anne did that, but it would be kind of funny if she did do that. <laughs> so that's funny. So now she's married and she's stuck with a guy she doesn't like who doesn't like her. So let's see where this goes. Okay, so now that Anne is hitched to her new pirate husband, uh, they decided to set off for this place called New Providence, which is now in, uh, which is now Nasa in the Bahamas, which I've been to. Very nice place. I don't know how nice it was back then, but you never know. Now, the <laughs> problem is when they got there, like I said before, James was poor as fuck. And uh, now that he had no money, um, he tried to do pirating for a little bit while they were in NASA. Didn't really work out. He couldn't really support her. And Anne was like, I need money. So James decided to... Uh, flip his career choice and decided to become a snitch and as we know snitches get stitches <laughs> sorry that was dumb um so he became a snitch and he decided to start turning in pirates for money to 
the governor of uh, Nassau, we're just going to call it Nassau instead of New Providence, so you guys know where we're talking about. He decided to start turning in pirates to uh, Governor Woods Rogers and collecting the bounties on their heads. Now, this also pissed Anne off because she had made many pirate friends and she liked the idea of a pirate's life. I'm pretty sure that's why she married James. She was pissed off about that. I read one of her friends was this pirate dude named Pierre. Don't know his last name. I just read it was a pirate named Pierre. And according to what I read, he was a gay pirate too. So that's fun. Now, this Woods Rogers guy was actually a former pirate himself. Uh, but he also turned snitch. And he composed a most wanted list of ten notorious outlaws, which included Blackbeard. And he vowed himself to bring them to trial. Now, while Anne's husband uh, was being a snitch, Anne spent most of her time drinking at local saloons and seducing pirates. And in that book, A General History of Pirates, uh, there's a quote that says, She was not altogether so reserved into the point of chastity, which I think is the author's uh, subtle way of saying that she was a slut. And uh, apparently James Punny once was surprised by finding her laying in a hammock with another man. She cheated on him a lot because, well, James was kind of a shitbag anyway, so... Huh. Uh, we don't really know much about James' personality, but he kind of seems like a douchebag to me anyway. I mean, he did try to marry her for money, and he didn't even get that in the first place, so he kind of treated her like shit anyway, so. James Bonnie is a douchebag, TM. <laughs> now, let's actually start start talking about the start of Anne's pirate career, because uh, NASA is where it started. Um, now, Anne was just kind of sitting in the Bahamas kind of being bored with being this know-nothing guy's wife, whose prime source of income was just ratting out other pirates. And her eye, much like her father's, started to wander away from the person she was married to, and they landed on a guy named Mr. John Rackham. Now, who's he? Let's talk about him. He was a fine young gentleman. Now, John was born likely in 1681, which made him about 15 years older than Anne, which is gross, but it's still better than James Bonney. Um, so we'll let it slide this time because Anne is actually, if we have the 1697 birthday right, at this time she is above 18, so it's not that gross. Now, Johnny Boy had worked his way up through pirate ranks, and by the time him and, him and Anne met, he had made a pretty decent career of robbing ships around the Caribbean. He was actually known by his nickname as Calico Jack because of his fancy clothes that he wore, but we're just going to call him John because I, I like that better. I don't know why. Calico Jack is fun, but I like John. Anyway, uh, the whole reason he was actually in the Bahamas was actually to obtain a royal pardon and work for that same governor guy that James was also working for. So basically what John did is he showed up with his crew and he was like, Hi, our old captain forced us to be pirates. Please pardon us. And the governor guy who actually uh, had uh, some old beef with the old captain of that ship was like, Yeah, cool, you guys can work for me. But <laughs> them being honest men didn't exactly last long. Now, John and Anne started a relationship, and like Anne's other affairs, she wasn't exactly keeping it a secret. And James Bonney found out. So, in the douchebag 
In a douchebag move like the douchebag James Bonnie was, he dragged Anne in front of the governor and demanded her to be whipped and punished for adultery. And the governor was like, yeah, that's cool. You can do that. She's your wife. She's cheating on you. That's bad. But uh, John came to her defense and insisted on doing this thing called divorce by purchase, where he would buy Anne from James if he would just divorce her, which actually was a pretty common practice, apparently, I read. And James was like, um, no, dude, that's my wife. I'm not going to let you buy her from me. She's my wife. And uh, Anne was like, yeah, I don't really like you that much. So bye, bitch. And... (laughs) Anne and John ran away together, and Anne became an official part of John's crew, but since she was still technically married to James, she kept the name Bonnie anyway. Now, we're not exactly sure how her pirate career started, and we know very little about her pirate career, but we, of course, have a lot of stories about it. Now, one legend I read tells us that she launched her pirating career with actually a pretty smart dupe. Now, like I said, uh, John's uh, crew uh, spent a lot of time just, like, robbing ships, mostly. Now, one time, uh, she created a corpse, and I use quotation on corpse because it wasn't actually a corpse. Uh, She mangled together the limbs of a dressmaker's mannequin and smeared it with fake blood, and when the crew of a passing French merchant ship spotted Anne wielding an axe over her creation, they surrendered their cargo without a fight, which is pretty funny. Now, obviously, women pirates, while not rare, were frowned upon. Actually, a surprising number of women actually went to sea in many capacities. They served as servants, prostitutes, laundresses, cooks, and albeit less frequently, sailors, naval officers, whaling merchant, or in Anne's case, pirates. Now, Anne was likely inspired by a 16th century Irish woman named Grace O'Malley, who was also a pirate, uh, whose fierce reputation uh, became infamous along the coast of uh, the Emerald Isle, Ireland, where Anne is actually from. So they, they had a lot of common. Now, I actually hope I get to cover Grace one day because, like I said, these two women had a lot in common. They were both women at sea. They both had the same fiery temper, and they're also red-haired and both born in Ireland. So that that's interesting. Uh, but they were obviously born over a century apart, so that's very different. Now, even with this, uh, female pirates remained an anomaly and were considered a liability. For one, uh, there were a lot of rules against women at sea. Now, Blackbeard, for one, actually banned women from his ship, which is small dick energy, so fuck you, Blackbeard. We don't like that. That's not fair. Also, uh, not to mention, if Blackbeard's crew took a woman captive, she would be strangled to death and pitched over the side no matter what. And Anne refused to be deterred by this idea of women not being allowed at sea. Now, one story tells us that upon joining John's crew, she was said to have silenced a bitchy crew member by stabbing him in the heart, which is cool. Um, (laughs) uh, But everyone on crew knew that she was the captain's woman. Like, that was just, like, a thing that they knew. And that's probably the only reason she was allowed on the ship. On the ship, sorry. Now, most of the time, Anne uh, Anne lived as a woman, acting the part of John's lover and helpmate, but during the fights with other ships when they would rob ships, she wore the attire of a man, which would have been a loose tunic to hide her boobs, uh, wide short trousers, and she had a sword hitched at her side, she would have had pistols tucked in her sash, and a small cap perched atop her loose, dark red hair. Now, at some point, during 
uh, all this, Anne became pregnant, and in order to keep Anne and uh, his baby safe, John decided to leave her in Cuba to deliver the baby. Now, there are several theories about what happened to Anne's first child because we don't have any record of what happened. Now, from what I read, it looks like she gave birth to a daughter, but there's also other sources that said she gave birth to a boy, and that's pretty much it. Now, some people think that she abandoned her child so she can continue pirating with John. Some people believe that John and Anne had a friend uh, take their kid in Cuba and agrees to, agreed to raise the child. And some people even believe that her child died at birth. Now, it wasn't rare, f- actually, for pirates to have families at all. Many were actually staunch family men. Captain Kidd, for instance, actually remained incredibly devoted to his wife and children back in New York. But maybe they just thought it was better to have the child raised elsewhere, you know, not in this... It wasn't a pirate's life for this kid, apparently. So we don't really know what happened to their first child, but that that's what we know. And we're then Anne finally rejoined the crew, and we're going to talk about what happened when she got back, because it's a doozy. Alright, so Anne rocked back up to John's crew probably about in 1719, maybe late 1718. And there were two things that happened when she got back. Now, her and John actually got married, which is like, I don't know, is bigamy the right word? Anne was still technically married to James Bonney, like legally. Uh, that's why she still had the last name Bonnie. But the thing about pirate captains, for some reason, I don't know why they can do this, is that they can perform marriages at sea. So John married him and Anne together because he was a pirate captain, and he could do that. So she was married to two people at the same time. So that happened. And Anne also noticed a new addition to the crew, and this new addition to the crew was named Mary Red. Now, Mary, much like Anne, dressed as a man, and when Anne met Mary, she thought she was a man. Now, accounts kind of vary on how Mary ended up on the ship with them. Now, according to some some sources, John's ship conquered Mary somewhere in the West Indies, which is like the Caribbean, and uh, Mary was one of those taken prisoners. Now, after um, Mary and Anne met, Anne kind of was like, oh, he's, he's kind of cute. So Anne dressed in her sexiest female clothes and tried to seduce Mary, but Mary was like, Oh, oh no, this is the captain's lady. Uh, so Mary was like, ah. <laughs> so she was like, Anne, stop. I'm a lady. And she like whipped out her boobs to show Anne. And Anne was like, oh, sorry about that. I'll keep your secret though. We- we're cool. Now it's here. Where stories of Anne being a lesbian come up. Now, do we know if her and Mary Red were romantic purpose? partners? No, but maybe they were just close girlfriends, but the idea of lesbian pirates is cool, not to mention they had a lot in common, so they totally could have been. Now, I I don't know if I'm ever going to do a separate Mary episode. I don't really know how much information there is on her to be able to do an episode. Uh, You know, I was thinking, after doing this, like, whole Pride Pride Month series, um, out of the four women I've done so far, uh, two, we know for a fact, we're definitely bisexual. Christina of Sweden is a rumored lesbian. We're not sure about it, but it seems 
pretty likely. Now, with Anne, she's probably got the least amount of evidence for her being lesbian. But her and Mary were very close. But if I think about it in the context of today, me and my two best friends are very close. And if someone were to dig up our texts like a hundred years from now, they'd probably think I was a lesbian too. So we're gonna we're gonna give Anne and Mary the benefit of the doubt that they probably were just close friends. But I also like the idea that they might have been lovers. Now, like I said, Anne and Mary actually had a lot in common and I'm just gonna give you a quick rundown of Mary's life to tell you a bit about her so you know her. Because I might not do an episode about her. It depends. Now, Mary was also an illegitimate child. Seems to be a running theme with pirates. Um, She was actually her mother... She was her mother's second child. Now, her mother had actually been married before uh, and had a boy with her first husband who was born shortly after that husband died at sea. And Mary's... No, sorry. (laughs) Mary's grandmother-in-law took pity on Mary's mother and offered support to her grandson until he was grown, but Mary's brother unfortunately died as well, and Mary's mother quickly became pregnant like right after that and gave birth to Mary, and in order to keep receiving money from uh, her mother-in-law, she dressed Mary as a boy to resemble her dead son because apparently they looked a lot alike, but the grandmother found out and cut off uh, Mary's mom for money. Now, to make ends meet, Mary's mother continued to dress her as a boy and occasionally rented her out as a servant. Now, Mary actually excelled at living as a man. Around age 13, she would have served as, like, a powder monkey on a British uh, warship during the War of the Grand Alliance. Now, she would carry uh, bags of gunpowder from the ship's hold to the gun's crews. She was basically just running around grabbing gunpowder for everyone. Now, after that, she joined the army of Flanders, serving in both the infantry, infantry sorry, and the cavalry, and she fell in love with her bunkmate and divulged her secret to him. Now, initially, the soldier suggested that Mary become his mistress, and Mary was like, um, no, I don't want to be a mistress, sir. I am a lady, which is kind of ironic, and then she told her whole regiment in like, this is iconic, she told her whole regiment she was a woman, quit the army, and then she married that same soldier who wanted her to become his mistress, but instead they got married, which is cute. Now, unfortunately, her soldier hubby died in less than a year after they got married, and after that, she decided to resume her life as a man, and she sailed around the world and she was, until she was probably captured by John's crew. Now, initially, Johnny Boy was jealous of Anne and Mary's relationship, and one day, because he actually didn't know that Mary was a woman. And one day burst into Mary's cabin, intending to slit her throat because he was that jealous. And Mary sat up and again showed someone her boobs. And John also agreed to keep her secret from the rest of the crew, but also continued to treat her as an equal. He was also... uh He also got jealous when she took up with a male crewmate as well. Now, John and Mary also began sleeping together, so Anne, Mary, and John kind of had a strange three-way relationship, which is kind of weird. Now, during battles, Anne and Mary fought side by side. Now, they had similar fashion tastes. They wear billowing jackets, long trousers, and they had handkerchiefs wrapped around their heads. They would wield machetes and pistols in each hand, and we have some victim, like, testimonies talking about their like raids and some a lot of the victims that survived the raids were like uh tell us that they were very active on board and willing to do anything 
Now, uh, the summer and early fall of 1720 was actually a very good year for uh, John's crew and obviously for Mary and Anne. In September, they took seven fishing boats and... I I learned this new term for boats called sloops. I don't know what sloops mean. Maybe it means like a tinier boat. But they took a couple of those. Now, a few weeks after that, Anne and Mary read, led a raid against a schooner, uh, shooting at the crew as they climbed on board and cursing as they gathered their plunder. They lifted uh, 50 rolls of tobacco and nine bags of this thing called pimento. Didn't Google what that is, but... They got that, and they held their captives for two days before releasing them. They were the ultimate power couple, even if they weren't sleeping together. Let's be real, they were cool whether they were lesbians or not. Alright, now let's get into a bit of Anne's arrest and trial. Now, even though she's obviously one of the most famous female pirates in history, you got to remember her career only lasted from 1718 to 1720. She didn't really spend a very long time pirating. Now, during the end of 1720, her crew was robbing small vessels, and they only got a few big scores every once in a while. But obviously, there were still pirate hunters out there, like that governor dude, which we mentioned earlier. And all of that finally caught up with them. Now, near midnight on October 22nd, 1720, Anna and Mary were on deck when they noticed a mysterious ship gliding up alongside them, and they realized it was one of the governor's vessels. They shouted for their crewmates to stand with them, a few obliged, uh, John included, but several had passed out from the night's drinking because they had just made a big score, like, the day before, and they were all celebrating, so everyone was drunk. Now, the other ship's captain, uh, Jonathan Barnett, ordered the pirates to surrender, but John kept firing his swivel gun. Uh, Jonathan Barnett ordered a counterattack, and the other ship uh, disabled John's ship and sent the few men on deck to cower in the hold. Now, outnumbered, John decided it was a good idea to surrender, but Anne and Mary were like, no, fight, you cowards, and they remained on deck facing the governor's men alone. They fired their pistols and swinging their swords. Now, Mary, the legend goes, was so disgusted that her crew stopped fighting, she uh, peered over the entrance of the hold and yelled, if there's a man among ye, you'll come up and fight like the man you are to be. And with not a single comrade responded, she fired a shot down into the hold, killing one of them. Now, unfortunately, Anne and Mary, despite Anne and Mary's uh, resistance, yeah, resistance, they were unfortunately all captured and taken prisoner. Okay, guys, so this trial... Was It was like a celebrity trial, and it got a lot of media attention, specifically because of Anne and Mary, because women pirates were an anomaly. This, this was just weird, so it got a lot of attention. So uh, Anne and Mary were tried separately from the rest of the crew, so the men were tried first, including John, and uh, they were all found guilty of piracy, and uh, John was scheduled to be executed by hanging on November 18th, 1720, and he got a final request, and his final request was to see Anne. But the thing about their relationship is that she was fucking pissed that he had ordered a surrender. Um, and here's what we know for a fact that she said to him. She told him, she looked him in the eye and said, If you had fought like a man, you need not have been hung like a dog. 
which is kind of cold, but to be fair, she was really mad at him for surrendering him. So that's how their relationship ended, unfortunately. Now, ten days after that, Anne and Mary stood trial at the Admiralty Court at St. Jago de la Vega in Jamaica. Now, both of them pled not guilty to all charges, but however, the most convincing witness was this uh, woman named Dorothy Thomas, whose canoe had been robbed uh, during one of the pirate sprees, and she stated that Anne and Mary threatened to kill her for testifying against them, and that the reason of her knowing and believing them to be women then was apparently she noticed that they had boobs. So that's why the only reason she noticed that they were women. Unfortunately, Anne and Mary were found guilty of all charges and were sentenced to be hanged, but, hallelujah, uh, their executions were halted because as Lady Luck would have it, both of them were pregnant. They both claimed to be pregnant and they were like, ha, we don't believe you. And then they checked and they were actually both pregnant with John's kids. Um, Now, after this, that's it, Fran. We have nothing after, after they found out she was pregnant. There is no record of her death. There is no record of her release. She simply disappears from all records after they found out she was pregnant. Now, What I can tell you for sure is what we know about Mary. Now, Mary died in prison. There's a record about that. Uh, She died about the time she would have been given birth to that baby she was pregnant with. So it's likely that she caught a fever because no one washed their hands back then. So she probably got an infection after she gave birth and died. Now, while we're not sure what happened to Anne, there are a lot of theories that we can talk about. Now, the first is that Anne gave birth to baby, gave her gave birth to her baby, I'm sorry, and she was promptly executed. But if this happened, I figured if they did kill her, did kill her, they would have written it down. Like, there would have been a record that, like, Anne Bonnie executed on this day, blah, blah, blah. Like, why would they have kept it a secret that they executed her? Like, um, uh, maritime authorities loved, uh, gallivanting around showing that they had executed pirates, and if they were executing a woman pirate, I'm sure they would have written it down, so I don't believe that. Uh, Another theory that I personally like a lot better is that her father bribed uh, her jailers to uh, make her bail, and uh, that her and her father made up, and apparently she got married to this guy named Joseph, and had eight kids, and lived to be a grandmother and a great-grandmother, and died an old lady. Now, this totally could have happened, and honestly, I hope it's true. I mean, she was still young. She was only, like, she was barely 25, (laughs) <laughs> by uh, 1720. So she had a lot more life to live, and I really hope that that's what uh, actually happened to her, and that's pretty much all the theories about uh, where she went. Also, obviously, in Uncharted, uh, there's the theory that she went on to fire, found the uh, infamous pirate colony Libertalia in that game. So that that could be interesting if that happened, but I doubt it. Now, let's talk about Anne Bonny's legacy. Now, her legacy that she left on the world was large. Stories of her life have made her one of the most popular female pirates of all time. Obviously, she's also coupled with uh, famous pirate queen Grace O'Malley. Um, now, her fame rose at a time when uh, when there just weren't any female pirates. And uh, after that, she was so popular, she's appeared in many works of fiction. Artists often portray her as a fierce pirate standing on the deck. 
with pistols dressed in battle-worn men clothes. Uh, she has served as an inspiration for many novels centered on women pirates, songs, movies, and video games, and other pieces of fiction. She's a, I believe she's a main character in that uh, show, Black Sails. I've never seen Black Sails, but I should probably watch it. Now, uh, her seemingly eventful life plays a very big role in the romanticized view that we have of modern pirate culture. Uh, the golden age of piracy is very romanticized, for sure, and probably serves as a lot of inspiration. I'm pretty sure, like, um, Elizabeth Swan in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies is probably, uh, very influenced, uh, by, um, Anne Bonny's sort of personality. I mean, they're very different people, but they're obviously both obsessed with pirates, and they both become pirates and get married to pirates in the same way. Um... But her story is also a reminder of a time uh, when little w- when women had very little uh, freedom and that uh, she was able to escape the shackles of society and live her life the way she wanted. She's a total feminist icon. I love her. And if the stories about her and Mary are true, she's a lesbian icon as well. And that's just awesome. And I love her. Now, unfortunately for everyone, this is going to be my last episode uh, for Pride Month. I will be doing other possible LGBT women in the future, just not for in the, just not as a special episode for Pride Month. I will be doing more, I promise. I'm really excited actually for, uh, next week's episode because it is, uh, also a themed episode, just not for Pride Month, and I'll let you guys know what that is very soon. Alright guys, thanks for listening. Uh, If there's a certain thing that you want to hear, just like hit me up on uh, Twitter at LongMaySheRain2. The N at the end of rain is replaced with a 2, just so you know that. Um, Thanks for listening guys, bye!